I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is practice what you enjoy. Well, I've got two emails from two different guys, and both of them are really struggling. One, the first email is from a guy who came back from a deployment in the Middle East after being in a combat zone, and he didn't have a wife anymore when he got back. And so he's going through a really hard time and struggling and has days where he questions, do I even want to live? Do I have a reason to live? And the second guy is 30. He's got a good paying job and he's doing well, but he hates what he's fucking doing. And everybody in his family is going, oh, you got to be realistic. You got a good job. You should stick around. It'd be great. He's like, what the hell should I do? What should I focus on? Because he's contemplating maybe going back to school, but he's like, I'm 30. I'm, am I too old? which obviously is an absurd thought. So I've got a quote that I wrote in this particular topic and we're gonna go through these guys' email because both of them are kind of struggling with having an emotionally compelling vision for their lives. Because in order to be the most attractive to members of the opposite sex, you gotta be excited about your life. You gotta be excited about getting up every day and loving what you're doing. Because when you love what you do, what you do, and you're having fun, you're gonna smile a lot and you're gonna be happy and you're gonna laugh a lot more and you're gonna be more inclined to take care of your body and to eat better and to hang out with other like-minded people who have the same outlook, goals, and vision for their lives. So the quote says, everyone has a purpose in life. Everyone has a unique combination of innate skills, gifts, talents, hobbies, and interests. The more time you spend practicing what you enjoy the most, the more your purpose will come into focus and become clearer to you. The more you enjoy what you are doing, the less it will feel like work to you and the harder you will work at doing it. The more you work at what you love, the better you will become at it. Practice, time, and repetition are the builder of skills. The more valuable and skilled you become, the more you can charge others for your time competency and value proposition. Master your value proposition, in other words, what your value is that you can offer to other people through some kind of product or service. Master your value proposition to others and you'll also master your financial destiny. Getting compensated is not and earning, reaching your full potential is not sitting around waiting for the US government or some other government to raise the minimum wage. Yeah, your personal responsibility is to develop your gifts, your skills, and your talents so you can offer them to either an employer and their customers or your own customers if you're choosing to become an entrepreneur. Nobody owes you a living in life. And that is the way. The worst thing you can do is depend upon other people and listen to fucking politicians who tell you that they're going to take care of you and pay all your fucking bills. It's the worst thing you can do. It's much more satisfying to get up every day and be self-motivated to do something that you love and that you enjoy and that other people appreciate the value that you offer as opposed to waiting for a handout. All of it, everybody watching this should be constantly working at refining, developing, building, enhancing, and improving their skill set. You, you have to commit to be a lifelong learner 
if you want to reach your full potential. Just because you got a job and you become good at it doesn't mean that that's it and that's what you're going to do the rest of your life, obviously, unless you really fucking love what you're doing. But these particular guys are not that excited about where they're at. So the goal is to get them from where they are right now, which is not a very happy place, to where they want to be, which is getting up every day and being excited about what the day may offer. So let's go through the first guy's email. He says, Hey coach, thank you for all you've done, my life coach. I came back from a deployment to the Middle East. Thank you for your service. Without a wife and after leaving, but you've helped me get my life back on track. Alas, here I sit in the dark room on my own. I've met a wonderful girl with a wonderful family, but nothing takes the pain away. The pain from losing the life that I have. So what causes human beings to suffer? not accepting reality as it is. Your wife is gone, the family you had, it's gone. You are, have an attachment. In other words, you have not accepted your reality. At the end of the day, you can't go back in time and you can't undo what has been done. And the way I look at things is what happened happened and it couldn't have happened any other way. The idea is to learn from it and grow from it and now you got a space in your life to meet somebody do, new and you have. And it obviously sounds like you need to take the time to be alone with yourself and give yourself permission to feel shitty or sad or depressed or lonely or angry or whatever it happens to be because you have to feel all of your emotions, especially the negative ones, in order to heal them so they dissolve. And obviously a marriage ending, especially when you were away being deployed, it's going to be difficult. It's going to hurt. It's going to suck. But sometimes life fucking sucks. And as I'm sure you probably heard in the military, sometimes you got to embrace the fucking suck because life ain't all sunshine and roses. There will be difficult times, but difficult times will pass. Just like the Leonard Skinner song, Simple Man, great fucking song, great words. The idea is... You gotta, what do I need to do right now to get from where I am to where I need to be? It's okay to sit in a room by yourself and put some good relaxing music on. Maybe some stringed instruments are really helpful. Guitars or violins or orchestra. It's like that those kinds of vibrations really help to uplift you when you're feeling down or really great music that you love. And think about what you're, and give yourself permission to sit there and suffer on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon or to feel sad or to feel lonely or feel sorry for yourself and to verbalize what you're feeling and be okay with it. I feel like shit. I feel fucking depressed. I feel like my life is never going to get any better. Cry if you have to. Put a pillow over your face and fucking scream into it. If you're sitting in your car in a parking lot and you got tinted windows, fucking scream at the top of your lungs in your car, whatever you got to do. You have to feel that emotion in order for it to dissolve and move through your nervous system because when you run from those feelings they get stored as muscle tension and especially if you've been in combat you probably got some emotions and things that you've kind of pushed down that you haven't had the time to talk about or experience so a vet support group and just getting around other vets and talking about your experiences when you talk about things as unpleasant as they are you feel those emotions and you Especially when you're sharing um, the same kinds of emotions with other guys and girls that have gone through the same thing you have, 
you feel better. When you feel it, you heal it. If you look at little children, when they get hurt, when they get sad, when they're grumpy because they haven't had enough sleep, they cry, they scream, they yell, they sob, and they experience the depth of their pain, the depth of their emotions. They're totally embracing it. And after a few minutes, it dissolves. And a few minutes later, what happens? They're running around, skipping and hauling and giggling and laughing like life is so fucking awesome. Whereas just a few minutes before, it's horrible and it's the end of the world. But as adults, we don't do that. We just stuff it down and it's like, oh, I'll deal with that later. I'll just ignore it. You got to feel it to heal it. It's just part of life. Meditating is very helpful. Embrace those feelings. You got to get into those nasty feelings in order to get out of them. Don't judge them. Don't wish them away because what you resist will persist. But what you look at and you embrace will disappear. He says, the pain from losing the life I had, the wife and the son I had, I contemplate the reasons to live, but I'm alone. I trek life in pain, cursed by the memories of an innocent life. What should I do? What is your outcome in life? Like the title of the video, focus on what you like to do. Focus and practice on the things you enjoy. Again, what's happened happened and it couldn't have happened any other way. You as a man have to focus on your mission and your purpose in life. Something that is exciting and emotionally compelling to you. And focus on getting a little better each and every day. And just be okay with the fact that your marriage ended. Be okay with the fact that your family has broken up. It's, it, it's done. It's over. That's life. I mean, divorce, when you look at it, it's like 50, 60% of the people get divorced anyways. The good news is now you've got a great space in your life to create something new. Be excited about that. Because at the end of the day, what gets us up and motivates us to do anything in life is we have an emotionally compelling reason for it. Do it for your son at least because you want to be a fucking great dad. Because your son is not necessarily going to listen to what you say, but he's definitely going to follow your example. So set a fucking great example for him. Set it a great example of a dad who moved on after a divorce found somebody new and found reasons to become excited because someday when your son grows up he's going to have troubles of his own and he's going to need you to hold his hand and help him to get through it and the way you can be the best father that you can be is to get through it to overcome this the experience of pain when you need to experience it as often as you need to experience it and in time because that's the only thing that's going to make it better in interacting with new people. It's going to make it go away. Be okay with Maybe it takes you six months. Maybe it takes you another year or two to get over it. Whatever. It's like I think Eckhart Tolle said, give yourself permission to be a beginner every single day. Every day is a new day. Every day the slate is wiped clean. How to get from where you are right now to where you want to be is going to be based on the action that you take. So ask yourself these kinds of questions. What's good about this? What can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? How can this make me a better father? What's the lesson to learn from this? How can I improve as a man so this doesn't happen again? 
how can I make better choices in my relationships in the future so my future relationships are easy and effortless because what your son really needs is your is his dad reaching his full potential and being awesome and having a happy life because then he can learn from that then he can grow from that that's your fucking duty dude you have to do this it's your obligation and I know you can do it if you can go into a fucking combat zone you can come back in the real world and figure shit out and become a great dad and an even better human being than you already are. So let's go on to the next email. Hey Corey, I originally found your work a few years ago when I had an issue with a girl that you answered in a video newsletter. Well, this isn't about a girl anymore. I'm simply not happy with my life. We all have, again, we all have to have a purpose. Even if it's a woman having a purpose of being a great fucking mom. You've got to have a reason why you get up every day and you have something to look forward to, something that you're trying to create, something that you're trying to improve. What is the saying, without a vision, the people perish? It was in the Bible, right? I'm sure there'll be plenty of Bible people that'll probably quote the exact fucking verse and whatever and put it in the YouTube comments. I'm almost 30 and I don't feel like I have any direction or goals that I'm aiming for. Well, you're just lacking another idea. Typically, what most people do is deep down, they know what they really want to move towards, but the story that they tell themselves about why they can't have it or they're too old or they're this or they're that is what keeps them from making it happen. I'm in sales. That's why it's so important to focus on your, what is my outcome? What is my vision for my life? What do I want to create? Who do I want to become? Who do I want to associate with? What kind of a lifestyle do I want to have? Where do I want to live? What kind of a house do I want to live in? What kind of a car do I want to drive? What kind of a business do I want to be involved in? What kind of a career do I want to be involved in? What kind of vacations do I want to take? What kinds of toys do I want to have? Maybe a cool kick-ass Game of Thrones pinball machine. I'm in sales, and while I do okay money-wise, it's kind of a flip-flop. I also don't enjoy what I do anymore, but family members always say, come on, you're making money, you have a steady job, why leave it? You know why they tell you that? Because that is their story, that ain't your fucking story. They don't want to hear how you weren't happy where you were at in your job because they're obviously miserable in their own jobs and then you changed your life and eventually you're doing something that you really love because then that makes them feel horrible about their situation. So if they can get you to settle just like they have, they don't have to do anything. They can still just stay stuck in the rut. So what they need from you as their friend and family member is leadership. And what does the word lead mean? It means to go first. So be a leader for your friends and your family. Show them how it's fucking done. I want to leave it. I just don't know what else I do. Well, I definitely don't recommend just upping and quitting your job without something lined up. That would be stupid. And I have done that in my life, which I'll write about that in my next book. I've had lots of experiences where I burned the boats like that. Sometimes it's worked out great, and other times it's like, whew, it's like lighting your ass on fire. Should I go back to school? Well, the only reason you should go to school is if the degree you're going to get from going back to school or the skills that you're going to learn are a necessary prerequisite for doing what you want to do. Going back to school just so you can get a fucking piece of paper hanging on your wall is kind of stupid. That's my ultimate goal, but I feel like I'm too old. 
old 30 years old and you're just over the hill and it's done with. Well, you know, when I was 34, 35 years old, I was at the height of my real estate career and I had spent my whole life since I was 17, 18 years old building up to get to that point. And then I got to that point, I was like, I'm not really excited about this anymore. I'm, I don't have the same internal enthusiasm for what I'm doing as I used to. And that was really disconcerting to me. Because I'd wanted to, I wanted to be in real estate and construction and building and renovation and real estate and finance my whole fucking life, and I had this great successful company, and it just wasn't exciting or compelling anymore. I wanted to do something different, and I asked myself, I was like, all right, well, if I had to start all over and do something else, would I build a different type of real estate company on my own without my business partners, or would I want to do something completely different? Just like that, first thing that popped my mind was mentoring and coaching and helping people. And I was like, ah, oh, be a life coach. It's like so fucking obvious. I've been studying self-help my whole life. I've been, I was mentoring at-risk kids in the 90s when I was in my late 20s just because I wanted to give back. I was mentoring all my employees and helping them, teaching them all the self-help principles that I had learned that helped me to get to where I was. So they became better producers and made myself and my partners obviously more money. And I was already a coach without even realizing, well, what is a coach? As Vince Lombardi said, coaching is teaching. I started teaching the things that I had learned and applied in my own life that worked. And the book on how to be a 3% man was just the first book in a series that I was going to write. And I was like, two, two and a half years, I'll be fucking right back kicking ass. I won't have my business partners. I won't have to deal with them anymore. I'll be completely on my own. Took me four and a half fucking years to figure out my business model. I fucking slept on my dad's couch for a few years. I was willing to suffer to get to where I am now because I loved it, because I had a compelling reason. I mean, who wants to go from making a half million dollars a year and having all his friends and influence and being well-known in the real estate industry to sleep on their fucking dad's couch and was willing, I was willing to wait tables for 10 fucking months, three days, three nights a week so I could do my coaching practice during the day and I would make $150, $200 on a really good night. And then I would take that, you know, deposit that money and then do a Google pay-per-click campaign and blow my fucking whole week's salary in an hour just testing something to see what worked and what didn't work on my website or to pay my web developers. I was literally pouring every fucking dime. My business was eating all of my fucking money. All, it was profitable, but every bit of profit I dumped right back into it. And in order to keep my expenses low, that was why I was willing to live on my couch. And most of the people who really knew me thought I was fucking nuts and I'd lost my mind. And they did not agree with the way I was going about it. But I believed in myself and I knew it was simply a matter of time and repetition and practicing what I really enjoyed. And eventually I would figure it out. I had no fucking idea how hard it was going to be. And what I realized, I'm not as fucking smart and as infallible as I thought I was. But I learned a lot and eventually it all paid off. And now here I am. At my beach place, it's like, I got no fucking worries. I love what I do. I love helping people. I got great people, awesome team working for me. And I get to help people all over the world. All because I practice the things that I enjoy. I really love studying self-help. I started studying self-help in different spiritual traditions when I was a teenager. And it's something that's been with me my whole life because I wanted to succeed. I'd learn from the best and then I would go out and apply it. Not because I ever, if you'd asked me 20 years ago if I 
be doing what I'm doing now. I was like, I didn't even have a life coach with that. I mean, I knew who Tony Robbins was. I didn't look at him as a life coach. He was like a self-help motivational dude. And here I am. And all because I focused on doing the things I loved and I enjoyed and I eventually saw an opportunity. I eventually learned all this knowledge and had all this life experience and all this wisdom overcoming these things that were fucked up in my life or that were kicking my ass. I was getting my ass kicked when I was in college and I was really struggling with getting past calculus. And I was like, I gotta figure this out. I gotta figure this out. And eventually I learned these things and figured it out. And then I started teaching other people, friends, family, employees, just doing it to help them because I cared about them and I wanted to do well. I never imagined I'd be doing it as a career. But what I did is I focused on developing my skills and my value proposition. And the more I focused on adding value and helping people, the easier things got and eventually grew into the business that I have today. And I've been, I published, I first got my book written at the end of 2005. Was, first edition was published in 2006. Did the audio version in 2016. And it's doing phenomenally well. I get, I get success stories all the time. It's fucking great. It's very liberating. It's very encouraging when you get people telling, send you emails that you never knew, never talked to, never met before, telling you how you changed their life or you saved their relationship or you helped them figure out their full potential or they felt inspired enough to start their own business and it's doing really well now. It makes all that suffering. It makes sleeping on my dad's fucking couch at 39, 40 fucking years old after having all that experience and all that wealth. It made it all fucking worth it. I suffered for my business tremendously and I missed out on a lot of things and I put up a lot of abuse from people that knew me talking shit about me either to my face or behind my back and now they're all like you're such a genius I listen to you a lot more now than I used to not because I'm better than anybody else just because I apply better success principles that I give all this stuff away there's no reason not to succeed everything I have is free to learn. You have to apply. You gotta participate in your own rescue. Nobody's gonna do it for you. That's my ultimate goal, but I feel like I'm too old. I want to go for a one-year certificate and start working in a field I actually enjoy. Is that possible? It's one fucking year. I mean, come on, of course it's possible. But you should only do that if it's necessary to go work in a field that you love and you enjoy. And at the end of the day, your, your life, your purpose is going to continue to evolve. I still love re- real estate. I still love renovating. I still love building. But I also love helping people. And now I get to do both and get paid for both. How awesome is that? That's what happens when you focus on adding, mastering skills and adding value to other people. What if I start school and quit because I feel like I can't handle it? Or the only way, the reason why you would quit school is because it's just not, you're not into it. If you really love something, if on a scale of one to 10, it's a fucking 10, you can't imagine anything better, you will find a fucking way. You will figure it out. And if it's not something you really love, you'll find an excuse to give up and quit as soon as things get hard. Or if I graduate, but I don't find a job in that particular field. That's ridiculous. Google, understanding relationships, 
how to get any job you want or Corey Wayne how to get any job you want it's one of the essential fundamentals on my YouTube channel and also on my website follow what that teaches it's just a matter because if, if nobody's hiring right now somebody's gonna get fired somebody's gonna quit somebody's gonna get promoted somebody's gonna get a job over is going to open up because the company is growing. It's just a matter of time and following up properly, like I talk about in the article, how to get any job you want. I also did an article, how to ensure your resume gets hired, and also how to get a good job in a shitty or a bad economy. So if you Google how to get a job in a bad economy, or understandrelationships.com, how to get a good job in a bad economy, you'll find all three of those articles that I did on career. If you follow that protocol, so what if it takes you six months? Keep your current job, go to school part-time or at night school or on the weekends, get your certificate for something that you really love and you really want to enjoy, and then once you get the certificate, still keep working at your sales job. I know it's, I mean, I was willing to wait fucking tables at 39 years old. You think, you think I wanted to fucking do that? It sucked ass. I hated every fucking minute of it. It was horrible, but I was willing to do it. I was willing to suffer. Sometimes you have to do what you hate in order to do what you love. And so while you're doing what you hate, you're going to school, you're getting your certificate, and then once you get the certificate, then the goal is to find a job. And then once you get a new job lined up, then you can leave your sales job. That is the smart way to do it because you want to be able to enjoy your life and your lifestyle, and now you'll have a compelling vision for your life. You'll have a compelling reason for getting up every day, which is going to school, and getting that certificate so eventually you can get a job. Now you got something to look forward to. You got something you're trying to create. That will make the shitty job bearable. That's how I got through waiting tables for fucking 10 months at 39, 40 years old. Because I knew what it was, I already knew what it was like to be an entrepreneur and succeed, but my business had taken way longer to figure out and being a life coach and it paid off because I stuck with it because the vision that I I had craved it I fucking every day I got up I was like I can't fucking wait to get there I can't wait to get off my dad's fucking couch I believed eventually I would figure it out and I did and here we are if I can do it you can do it I'm not fucking smarter than anybody else we all have the same number of hours in the day it's just how do we spend those hours are we being productive or are we just being busy? Being productive means you're working at the job you're not excited about and you're going to school at night and once you get your certificate, then you're looking for a job and once you get the job lined up, then you can put in your two weeks notice and tell your current employers, it's been great, but I'm fucking out of here. Also, I'd love to have to lower the amount of time I work while in school and that might be difficult because I need money to support myself, obviously. Live like a college student if you have to. I did that. I mean, all I had was my fucking car. I had a little bit of money in the bank account. And I was willing to do it. I had sold everything. I had liquidated everything. I mean, I went from having a $26,000 a month personal nut that I had to pay with my two houses that I had. I had two cars. I had boats. I had fucking jet skis. I was living large and enjoying my life. And I completely eliminate all that. That was hard to let go of that stuff. It was hard to sell all the paintings and things that I had acquired. It wasn't fun to part with that. It wasn't fun to downsize. But I was willing to do it because of where I would be eventually one day. 
And the place that I'm at now, originally I was thinking it was, you know, I was talking, I had, had a meeting with the owner uh, a week or so ago. And we, we, he was thinking of seven, eight million dollars, but these places now are going for 3,000 bucks a fucking square foot. I'm living in a $10 million fucking place right now. And I still have my place in Orlando. All because I stuck with it. I believed in myself, I believed in my vision, and I didn't listen to the fucking people telling me that I should be fucking realistic and settle like them. I'm not happy when I wake up, and I'm not excited about each day. I'm not depressed, but I feel like my life is just going by. Well, yeah, if you're not doing anything, if you're not doing anything to, to get from where you are to want you to be, yeah, you're going to feel like, what's the purpose? You've got to have a reason to get up every day and go, God, I can't wait to do this. I can't wait to succeed. I can't wait to graduate school, or I can't wait to make my first million. I can't wait to figure out my business model. I can't wait to get my dream job. I can't wait to get that promotion. I can't wait till I'm CEO of the company someday. I can't wait till I get a Ferrari someday. I can't wait till I get my first new car. Whatever it happens to be, whatever your life is, have a vision that's exciting and compelling to you. Because it's emotion, having a compelling, emotionally compelling vision that will move, will move you to take action. Because otherwise, if life is just going by and you're not doing anything to improve your situation, then you're just kind of like somebody on the conveyor belt of life just waiting to die. And that ain't any fun. I mean, that's going to happen eventually to all of us. But what we do with our lives to make it something that we enjoy and proud of so when we're on that final journey, we can leave with a fucking smile on our face. I'm doing what I have to do in order to survive, you know? This also affects my dating life because of the vibe I'm probably giving off to women. Absolutely. But if you're going to school part-time and you're excited about it, it makes that shitty job bearable and you have something you're looking forward to. And so when a woman asks you, what are you doing? It's like, well, I'm in sales. I hate it, but I'm going to school at night and I can't wait for what I'm going to do when I get done. It's so exciting. Versus, well, I just feel like my life is going by. Big difference. What advice would you have in this particular topic? I plan on booking a paid coaching session with you so you can help get my life in order. Well, I think I've been pretty clear and I've talked long enough on this subject, but those are the basics that you need to focus on. If you feel like you want me to work with you personally to help you with your purpose or your mission or figuring out a plan to get from where you are to where you want to be, go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen on any page of my website and book a coaching session with yours truly. And I will talk to you soon.